Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. Welcome to part two of Podcasting is the New Kink. And welcome back to my review of HBO's Lovecraft Country. Today I'm going to be talking about some diversions from the book. We know that Lovecraft Country was based on the book of the same name by Matt Ruff. And there were a lot of differences. It really feels like Misha Green took Lovecraft Country, uh, the bones of Lovecraft Country, the book, and just created a completely new person on top of it. So I'm going to mention some of the most noticeable and impactful changes to me. We're talking about my perception. Remember that. So the most noticeable and impactful changes in my opinion. And then I'm going to go more in depth with some of the less noticed ones. So first of all, we had a lot of gender swaps. We have Christina instead of Caleb. And we have the love story with Ruby that was not in the book. We have Diana instead of Horace. And that haunting, it was very different than the book. We have Tick and Letty's love story. Uh, In the book, they were just friends. There was no love story. Uh, The pregnancy, that absolutely did not happen. Uh, As I said in the last episode, Gia and the Korean War storyline was completely new. We have Montrose being in the closet. That rage and violence against Tick and the thruple who's the daddy (laughs) storyline. None of that was in the book. And the most hurtful ones, the deaths of George and Atticus, those were absolutely not in the book. Those were the changes that absolutely stood out the most and impacted the storyline the most. So now I'm going to talk about some ones that were less noticed and that didn't really impact the storyline at all, but that I found very interesting. So number one. Ophelia. In the book, George and Montrose had a sister named Ophelia, and she was never mentioned in the series, I don't think, at all. Now, this obviously didn't change anything, (laughs) because as I said, she wasn't mentioned. So in the series, I guess she doesn't exist. So it really just didn't change the storyline at all. Number two, the Winthrop House. This one is very interesting to me. So Hiram Winthrop in the book was an order member who wrote the entire book of names. It was his house. There is a story that is similar to the haunted house story in the series, but it is very different in the book. Hiram's ghost actually became friends with Letty. They actually like, yeah, they became kind of cool. They end up playing like board games together. But in the series, the house is known for Horatio Winthrop, who is a founding member of the Sons of Adam, who was banished after stealing pages from the Book of Names. I think that is very interesting 
how they, number one, completely changed the character and the story of what happened. And then number two, they took Hiram Winthrop and created two people, Horatio Winthrop and Hiram Epstein, who we know from the series was a follower of Horatio's. And all of this background has a big impact on what actually happens in the series in the Winthrop house. We know that Hiram Epstein was actually performing surgeries and experimenting on Black people. And we know that the cops were kind of like supplying the people for him to experiment on. And that causes a huge purge or like blessing of the house to get all of those spirits out and to, you know, get them where they need to be. Number three, Ruby's transformation. Now in the book, when Ruby transforms, she becomes Hillary, who is Caleb's ex with red hair. Now, this is important, the red hair, because in the series, there is a line where Ruby says something about being a redhead. So we know that is a reference to the book. Now, in the series, Ruby transforms into Del, who works for the Braithwites. Now, in the book, Tick kills Del. In the series, Letty kills Del, which I am totally okay with because, you know, go Letty. (laughs) But Del has black hair. And something that I thought was very interesting is that in the book, Ruby goes to the Order's party as Hillary, as a white woman, so that she could mingle and talk to people and maybe actually have a good time, right? But in the series, she goes to the party as Ruby. Remember, we see her go to the party and she slips the, I'll call it a stone for lack of a better word. There's some type of magical stone that she puts in the captain's draw. Uh, We find out later on that that magical stone or whatever is what makes the captain not able to regenerate again. So he actually is going to die because of that thing. But none of that is important right now because we're talking about Ruby's transformation and how it was very different in the book and in the series. And that is also a part of it her going to the party as Hillary in the book, not Ruby in the series. Number four, Horace's Curse. Now, Horace's Curse was completely different in the book than in the movie. In the book, there was this devil doll that was cursed that would just do things. Horace never saw it move or actually do anything, but bad stuff would happen when this devil doll was around. Now, we know that in the series, Horace is now Diana, aka D, and we know that her curse was very different. She actually 
lost an arm because of it. And it was a lot more scary, I think. (laughs) You know, she had Uncle Tom's Cabin come alive and kind of follow her and chase her. And like I said, she lost her arm because of it. So their curses were completely different. But also in the book, Caleb was able to remove the curse on his own. In the series, Christina was only able to reset Diana's curse, leading to the whole time travel, Tulsa riot, Stranger with the Bat, getting the Book of Names, all of that stuff. So I see why it was changed and how it absolutely added to our main story and our plot, but it was very different. And last but definitely not least, our use of the Freemasons. Freemasonry was mentioned in the book a few times, and I honestly don't remember it ever being mentioned in the series. I could be wrong, but I don't. In the book, they even visited the Freemasons' temple to plan the last spell, something else that was actually very different in the book versus the series. Uh, In the series, just about all the characters in the book They worked together to trick Caleb and ban him from certain locations. They ban him from locations and magic, but it's just him. In the series, Christina kind of infiltrates the gang. She is pretending to be Ruby. She has her Ruby transition suit on, and she tricks everybody pretty much, but she still dies in the end. Also, in the series, they ban all white people from magic, not just Caleb. Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you, who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D.com. So my take is, though I think Matt Ruff tried to make Atticus, the main character and the center of attention, to me, the whole story actually revolved around Caleb. So it's really funny how Caleb is not even a character in the series. He is now Christina. And now the series actually really revolves around Atticus, which I did appreciate. And I totally appreciated these gender swaps and turning horrors and Caleb into Diana and Christina. In general, I think the series was a lot more sci-fi, horror, more like action-adventure, more of a love story. The book was really kind of like just the bare bones for the story. I liked the book, but it was pretty basic when you compare it to, you know, the budget of 
what HBO could do. But I do have some favorite moments in the book, and I'm going to shout them out right now. The first one is on page 122, about the seventh paragraph. There is an H-U, shout out, H-U, you know. So this is the point in the story where Letty buys the new home. And in the book, there is a huge statue of Hecate when you walk in. And let's see what happens. It reads. Letitia went up to Charlie Boyd, who was sitting on the edge of the fountain. Hecate's sheet was now swaddled around her like a toga, and someone had stuck a Howard University bison pennant on one of her torches. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) My next favorite moment is on page 293. So in this passage, Montrose is talking about how his father dies in the Tulsa riots, and... It was just very touching to me. It is the last paragraph on page 293. It reads, He wasn't afraid for himself. He was afraid for me. He wanted to protect me. He had. He saved my life, getting me away from that gunfight. But the night wasn't over, and he knew he wasn't going to be there to see me through it. That's the horror, the most awful thing. To have a child the world wants to destroy and know that you're helpless to help him. Nothing worse than that. Nothing worse. I just think that was great writing. That was amazing writing from our author, Matt Ruff. And it really touched me thinking about that. It's that line, having a child that the world wants to destroy and not being able to help him. It's just like, I can imagine that my mom and her parents and their parents and all the ancestors before that who lived, especially in America, absolutely had that same feeling. So that is all for today. Next episode, we will be talking about some of my favorite lines from the show, and I'm so excited to share them with you. So I'll see you then. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode, you can DM me on Instagram at PinkLadyProd, that's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D, or you can email me at jasmine at PinkLadyProd.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at PinkLadyProd.com. Subscribe to podcasting is the new king for updates on new episodes and please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.